What's going on, y'all? James Hicks here from Infotainment News and ITN Live. Look, been wanting to do this for a long time. This being starting a podcast to go along with the with the site and go along with the other social media platforms we have. But been always trying to find the right platform to use. Right, been looking for how to get the message out to our engaged readers, our engaged viewers how to really how to monetize and believe it or not I found the right platform that's getting the job done that's going to be easy to use and easy to set up that platform is anchor anchor is a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing your podcast best of all it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use and now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Check it out. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. This is an ad for Anchor, if you didn't guess that by now. Check it out. If you want to get started with Anchor, if you want to start sending out your message, owning your own platform, broadcasting your message, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me, join the rest of the diverse uh, authors and owners of content out there. Get your podcast off the ground. Let us know where it is. Talk to you soon. Y'all be cool. Good evening, everyone. James Hicks here from Hicks New Media and Infotainment News. Uh, Tonight is a special night. We have a fantastic discussion in line for you. I've got a panel of of some winners behind the scenes right now, and I'm not taking or saying that lightly. Tonight, we're going to talk about healthy consumption and you know, plant-based diet, plant-based nutrition, um, vegan versus vegetarian, uh, understanding how you can take better care of yourself uh, inside, right? What you put in your body, you are what you eat, you've, you've heard that forever. And, you know, without further ado, let me start bringing on folks so you can definitely see who we've got. Uh, good afternoon to you guys. Good to see you. Oh. Okay. Awesome, awesome. You know what? Let's uh, let's start as always and the right way. Let's start, ladies, first. If you guys could just uh, introduce yourself, say your name and where you are. Hi, I'm Dana, and I'm in Los Angeles, South Bay. We might as well go on to you, Mr. Eric Burks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not which one. <laughs> Yeah, my name is Eric. Uh, yeah, we're here in the South Bay. Uh, to be specific, we're like in the borderline Redondo Torrance area. 
um, you know, kind of enjoy this beach life. But um, glad we're here talking about healthy, healthy eating choices. Yeah. And to be even more specific, you're about 10 feet away from each other right now, right? Yeah, you can. <laughs> I love it. Mr. Thompson. Yes, uh, good evening. And by the way, I can tell you Now, Mark, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make fun of your cellular provider. I'm not going to yeah. say you on like Boost Mobile or any, any of those other companies because we could be looking for some sponsorship from one of those one of these days. But you, you might have to adjust that connection, brother, because you, you did not come through as clear as 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 you could. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to you, though. Mr. Roberts. Yeah, James, uh, thank you for having me on with this panel. I look forward to the discussion. Clifton Roberts here, based in Marysville, California, right outside of Sacramento. And I uh, can't wait to share my story, my plant-based story, with uh, you and your audience. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Last but definitely not least, sitting in his car, hopefully it's not too hot where you are, Mr. Bill Horrenda. Oh no! This is just terrible. This is just terrible. <laughs> look, look I, I know I got like fiber coming to the house, so I, I paid the little the couple extra bucks to make sure I got the connection. But let, let's continue on, uh, and hopefully Mark and, and Bill can get their connections dialed in. And, and let me ask you guys again: the the topic for tonight is healthy consumption, plant based diets, and I, I guess let me start and ask each of you where you fit in that whole continuum, right? What, what does your nutrition regimen look like? And also, when and why did you make that switch, right? So if, if you're not focusing on, as, as you possibly should, if you're not focusing on um, Burger King and McDonald's and the fast food, but you're, you're, you're looking more towards the, the healthy intake, why did you make that choice and when did you make that choice in your life? We'll start again with, with you, Dana. My um, decision actually started, I started actually, I went vegan maybe when my sec, my third daughter was, I want to say she was five, and I was vegan for about five years, and um, I chose to go vegan because I actually had seen a lot of, I don't know if you guys seen those um, amazing shocking Asias or, oh God, um, faces of death videos from a long time ago, I don't know mm. if you guys remember those videos. So after learning, I guess, about like mortality, I used to be able to watch like um, surgeries and stuff and not be grossed out. And then after seeing like somebody die, just like, Ugh. and then knowing that animals, you know, cry for their moms, I just honestly, I felt like I wanted to puke when I would eat like flesh. So I was vegan for about five years, just vegan. And then I got pregnant with my, my last daughter. And then um, for some weird reason, I was craving meat and my, um, Mia, my third child, she was actually eating a burger. I said, can I lick that? And then she's like, okay. So I started eating meat again. Um, and we do, like right now, we, we incorporate meat on occasion. Um, but for the most part, I do, um, we eat vegetarian-ish, you know, mm -hmm. vegan, you know, veg vegetarian. We do more so plant-based than meat. 
Okay, okay. Mr. Thompson, are you uh, you ready to make it happen? Well, you know, I, I, I moved around the house here. Uh, okay, okay. That's perfect, brother. That's perfect. Perfect, perfect. All right, so, so should I go back to the intros, or you guys got all that before you? We got it. I'll make I'll make it up. I'll put it in the show notes. You know, we we, we want to hear your story. We want we want to hear your, your your journey towards cleaning up the nutrition. No, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, I got engaged uh, uh, about three years ago with a doctor, gastro, and uh, her name is uh, Doctor uh, Angie Sadegi. And she uh, just uh, finished up. See, <laughs> see, there we go, right? You know, hey, uh, James, I, you know I sympathize because I, I've been. Well, see, well, you are you are like seriously on a on a farm. He's not on a farm. He he's down in the uh, <laughs> you know in the hustle and bustle of Los Angeles. You know, and Cliff, I, I want you to go last, right? Because I I, w- I want to hear your story and you know kind of tail that into kind of what Dana was saying and, and I really want to kind of culminate with, with you so I'm, I'm gonna go next to, to Bill if we could yes I, I, hi everybody uh, my story I, I guess is real simple uh, family history of, of heart disease uh, my wife and daughters are vegan and I got to a point where uh, sky-high blood pressure was about 40 pounds uh, over my playing weight in college and kind of weighed the most I ever had. So with their encouragement, I uh, went the plant-based route and got down to my playing weight, not the weight that I would be at the end of the season, but probably the weight I was on campus back in the day entering my senior year. And uh, blood pressure sky high to normal and all just by kind of, following their lead and then also just making those choices each day, which uh, I I think sometimes initially can be really daunting that I'm going to avoid meat. I'm going to avoid seafood. I'm going to find marinara sauce and other items that are very low in sodium, but then was fortunate enough to, to kind of reap the tangible benefits health wise Feeling, you know, seeing, you know, normal uh, checkups at the doctor and what have you. But then also like some some of the intangibles, like just feeling lighter, having more energy and just feeling different, but feeling very positive. And then almost coming full circle, almost. I didn't do it uh, with a environmental focus or a uh, uh, ethical focus, but then recognizing that, hey, uh, this is certainly better for animals to go plant-based, and it's also better for the environment in many ways. So I kind of got to those uh, towards the end of this, and I've been in it now, I would say, probably about three years and change that I've been uh, plant-based. So I hope that answers uh the question. Yeah, no, no, definitely. That, bring, that brings the, that brings the context, right? And again, uh, once once Mark gets able to, to get connected, I mean, it's it's really interesting to hear your perspective as you talk about getting back to your playing weight, right? Because from from an athlete's perspective, and Mark was also a you know, he was a star quarterback what, what, uh, back in school as well. So just understanding the dynamics of knowing your body and knowing what you what your intake is, and then how you, how you actually perform out there on on the field and things of that nature. 
Uh, now's a good time, Cliff. I think, you know what, let, let, let's kind of wrap these up and, and then EB, I'll come back to you as well. But Cliff, I, I'd love to hear now your story because it, it, it resonates with, I think, everything that has been said thus far. Yeah, thanks, James. Uh, so at 30, uh, and remember, I'll be 53 um, this September. Uh, at 30, I just made a decision. You know, I had had some some practice up until then saying I was going to be vegetarian or whatever. And uh, my wife and I, we had read this book by Mary Lou Henner. If you guys remember her from Taxi, right? Mm -hmm. um, so this was uh, going on 23 years ago. And I'll never forget the, 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 the part of the book that said, you know, if you're thinking about going vegetarian, you should think about eating completely 100% plant-based. And she talked about dairy. And she said that the milk of a cow by genetic design is designed to turn its 40-pound calf, which has four compartments in its stomach, into a 2,000-pound beast in less than two years. So hmm. if you imagine us as mammals, if you just look at it from a biolo bio, uh, biological perspective, right, us as mammals, imagine what that powerful liquid, the secretion mm -hmm. of another mammal designed to feed its children to grow into this bohemianth of a, of a, of a beast, right, in two years. What does that do to us when we are not designed to consume that type of liquid? And I thought about it, and I thought back to my acne. Eric can attest to this, man. When we were in high school, man, I had acne, and I always was worried about busting my blackheads. And then I was also diagnosed with, with what medical practitioners, and I, I call them practitioners for a reason, uh, diagnosed me with asthma. And they told me that along my path that I was allergic to nature. They used to, my, mom and, my mom and dad. Wow. Uh, used to take me into these men and women who read a lot of books and received this title doctor, medical practitioner, right? You know, they did those tests, the allergy tests, and they told me I was allergic to grass, to dogs, to cats, to birds, to, you know. And, and so um, after reading her book, I thought to myself, I said, you know, that might be a reason why I'm always congested. And so I said, you know what, babe, let's let's do it. Let's let's take this plunge together, right? And we did. And two weeks later, kid you not, threw away my inhaler for the first time in my life for as long <laughs> as I can remember. My skin started to clear up, and I never looked back. Now, what Bill mentioned initially, it was for those selfish reasons. I was thinking of myself. I was thinking of my own health. And the more that I started to try to preach to other people meaning my family members and my loved ones. James, Eric, you remember this. I came to mm -hmm. you guys and I'm like, yeah. and no, Dana, your your husband used to make fun of me. He'd be like, oh, Cliff, you eat like a bird. James would say it. Willie would say it. All my closest friends would make fun of me. Um, but, you know, I, and that's all in fun. Uh, we, we did that with each other. Um, but it came full circle, like Bill mentioned, and I started to learn more about what happened to the animals. So it became... It, more of a crusade for me to not only be compassionate towards myself and my family members and my loved ones and my friends, but also to think about other sentient beings. And, mm -hmm. you know, my acronym for muscle, for meat, M-E-A-T, is muscle and epinephrine of animal tissue. Because that's what it is. We're really eating the muscles of other animals that have been traumatized right before they're about to die. 
they're injected with their own hormones of survival. And no matter how much you homogenize milk or try to clean meat, you're not taking any of that out. So, I mean, that's the spiritual aspect of it. Yeah. But um, this this September will be 23 years on uh, as a plant-based person and as a vegan, meaning as a person who also considers the ethical implications as a vegan, probably about 18 years. Okay. Right? So, and yeah. Meaning I really pay attention to the clothes that I buy. I really pay attention to, you know, as much as possible within my power not to even con consume other types of products. So that's the difference also that I see with plant-based and being vegan. Vegan is a complete commitment to live your life according to humane values, to really consider the planet, really consider animals. Whereas plant-based is really just thinking about yourself and, and the way that you consume things to protect your insides. That's interesting insight because I never kind of looked at the two separately, right? In, in terms of, of a definition. So that, that, that's really intriguing the way, the way that you put that. Yeah. Um, Eric, let me, let me ask you uh, your journey, right, towards healthy living, healthy nutrition. I, I know you, you're, you're heavy into training. You're, you're heavy into, again, building the body and things of that nature. But what, what got you on a path to cutting out the, uh, the quick eat and go type of stuff? Uh, you know, for me, again, the selfish reasons, like, you know, working out and training, you know, it, it started out that way. And um, I tried to go like a, do a vegetarian thing. And then I'm telling you, I was watching the uh, what was I looking? I was looking at a, either it was Instagram. I think it was Instagram or, or Facebook. And I saw Cliff. I was like, he's running. I was like, what the heck? And then, there, you know, he's talking about vegan, you know, being, you know, being vegan. I was like trying to you know listen to all the stories that they were telling about, uh, you know, the environment and the stuff that we do to the environment. Then I, yeah. I then you start seeing it and recognizing what people are doing. I mean, I'm like, we, we have to be the only creatures that have to overabundance. You know, you go you go to these places and we were kids. We were like eating. I would not literally not finish a burger or something and just throw the rest of it away. I'm like, you know, and when you look at um, and I'm not saying all like meat eating people are bad people. I mean, back in the day, there was a reason to at that time was the reason to eat meat when they consume um people were one with nature and you know you see the stuff like that was on avatar i mean that's real people said hey you know what we want to consume this and it was no one sat there and said let's kill three three hundred deer so we have food for like mm. five years but anyway mm -hmm. my journey started because it, it it did start with my energy levels okay. and cliff was not lying when he said in two weeks in a matter of days when i stopped drinking milk eating eggs eating meat and all that my energy levels I, I posted a video of, uh, of me benching three plates like it was nothing. And then mm. I said, let me test this. Let me test this. Uh, I went back and I had, you know, not I don't eat red meat. I, I chicken at that time. I ate chicken and stuff. So I ate chicken and I was so sluggish that day. It, it was hard for me to wake up, go to the gym and start and working out. I lifted the same three weights. Daniel will tell you. I said, oh, my God, I did it like four times. Got off the meat. I was hitting it like I was doing it like my whole life. I was like, oh, crazy. <laughs> and I've literally seen the change in my body, how I felt. Uh, I, you know, I would always get puffy. You guys see me when I, I'll work out uh, back in the day and I'd get puffy, but never yeah. lean, like, you know, lean. Right. I'm probably the leanest I've ever been in my entire life in 53 years, right? So, um, but yeah, but that, 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 that selfish aspect, yeah, that's the start. But you start to recognize 
the environmental implications. And I start looking at people, I, I know it's not good, I should never judge. I start looking at them in disgust. I'm like, you're just killing, like, I seen, I literally seen this kid take a cup, finish drinking it, holding his mom's hand, he threw it in the bush. Oh, they don't tell me, I was like, what the hell? I mean, you're the, why didn't the parents anything? So we're, I mean, we're slowly destroying our planet. So if I can teach my kids to, you know, like you said, it's a commitment. Vegan is just a start. If we take care of this planet, it will take care of us. Look at what's happening now. Like Look at yeah. what's happening now. And I, I really want to do my part. Um, and so it's now past that whole selfish part. And, you know, Dana will tell you that, you know, she says, what do you want to eat today? Well, we still like fast food, but guess what fast food has now? Vegan options. Yes, it you does. Know, yes, yeah, it does. Vegan yeah. options. And, you know, I went to Baskin Robbins because my, my Achilles heel, my Christian. That's your weakness, I, right? That's your weakness. Yeah. Not anymore because they got vegan <laughs> options. They, they, they have non-dairy. No, but you know, honestly, I really need to start reading into ingredients. And that's why, you know, Dana's great at that. She, she, that's why we're like such a good pair because she goes into the ingredients part because I did not know. I'm sitting there thinking, oh, Twizzlers is good for me. They use animal fat sometimes in these candies. And, you know, right. I don't want to keep harping on it. I'm probably talking to Ramblin, but yeah, my, my, my journey has taken me to a different level. And do, am I purely vegan yet? No, not yet. But I, I'm, I'm striving to be there. And that's my goal is to completely okay. not rely on, I'm not, not saying so much meat, but like, I think we had eggs the other day, you know, and I, I really yeah. want to because I really believe that that transfer of energy, and Dana says this all the time, that, you know, animals have that transfer. What do you, why do you think a mother feeds her, uh, breastfeeds her, mother, her kid to give them the nutrients from her body? We're getting that from animals' bodies. And like Caliph yeah. said, they're traumatized. You're getting that energy into, into your into your system and, uh, and I'll, I'll stop there but i'll let everybody else talk but that, <laughs> I, I i love it it's, it's all right brother appreciate you being being on the soapbox there and, and this is the type of discussion i think that we need to have right um i really kind of started my journey of trying to get cleaner with my intake it, it may have actually been that night probably 10 years ago cliff we went out to dinner we went out to dinner downtown Sacramento. Uh, I, forgot, I forgot the restaurant that we went to. I think maybe a Thai restaurant or something of that nature. But I, I ordered something off of the menu. Right, had uh, had had my, my my chicken and my whatever whatever. And you ordered something. You you were you were working with the uh, the wait staff and being real specific in terms of what you were, were eating. And I was watching. Yeah, I was taking pictures of you because it's been so long since I seen you. So yeah, I took a little quick selfie. Of, of you know, I, I got my guy here. But that whole conscious activity of I need to know what I'm putting in my body, what I'm putting in my system, and if it's not doing a positive good for me. Yeah, maybe comfort food or whatever that someone else is eating. Yet, yeah, yet yeah, it may be um, the taste or maybe something I've grown up on. But you know what? If it's not fueling my body in the right way i don't want to have anything to do it and ever since that that night you know i don't again it's over 10 10 so years ago i haven't told you about this but you go that has really kind of changed my entire mindset in terms of i hardly grill anymore i've shown my son how to grill and he's a bad man on the grill but but in terms of going and buying a lot of red meat and a, and a lot of things of that nature uh beef and things of that not in his house not in his house, right? So I, I appreciate you for being that example and for sharing your, your story with, with, with everyone here. 
let, let me bring it back and, and ask folks, um, what, what, are you, what do you, in, in terms of, a lot of folks have said they train, and we got athletes on the call here as well. I mean, are, are there additional types of things that you use to supplement? Because are, are you getting enough of the, nutri the nutrients that you need when you go plant and vegan? I'm asking that again, I, I told you I instigate, right? So I'm asking that really as an instigating type of question just to make sure that, you know, I, I can eat tofu all day, I can eat this all day, and can I still get the nutrients that the health professionals or uh, practitioners, as you call them, say that we need to live a healthy life? I mean, I, I, one, we could just look at Cliff and, you know, yeah, the, the skin is... is Look, you, you don't look a day over 24, brother. We, we could still be going to the grad right now in Davis say, well, because take, you, you take, still look good. I'll take 40. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you you know got... I, I, James, that's a stupid question. I'm going to keep this one short. When you ask okay. me talk about nutrients, this is the biggest logical argument that we can make to people that ask me about the protein and, the, and this and that, right? What I would ask of your audience, and I'm sure my co-panelists can confirm, is that think of the largest animals that you admire the hippos the gorillas the giraffes the mm. elephants and think about what they eat they get all of their protein from plants all of it the cows that we eat the the veal the beef the chicken the the pork um Let's just cut out the middle beam because they're getting what they're doing is they're processing the the proteins and the essential nutrients in the plants and they're processing it and it, it's what's building their muscles, right? Mm -hmm. So okay. we're eating that. So my simple question, and, and this can be confirmed with many doctor, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, right? Um, the China study, all of these different studies can confirm what it is that I'm telling you at a logical level. Cut out the middle being because hmm. they're getting their nutrients from the same place. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Mr. Mark Thompson. If I can add. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. Um, what Clo just to talk about what Cliff was saying, uh, your body's designed to create its own protein. It, if you have the correct aminos, I, I do believe in, you know, not, you know, getting empty calories. But if you're getting those, um, eight, they'll tell you the eight essential aminos in your body, your body will produce its own protein. You know, well, uh, there was a, uh, the most powerful man in the world. He was a big guy, vegan guy. This guy asked him, he goes, hey, man, you're strong as an ox. How'd you get that way? He goes, you ever seen an ox eat meat? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> you know? Make it plain, yeah. huh? Make it plain. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love that. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to come back because I want to ask Dana that as well, you know, kind of tying in on the supplementation piece. But, uh, Mark. You and I were talking a little bit earlier, right, in terms of some, some products and some things that, that you may take advantage of, but I don't think we got your your definition or what you, what you focus on now. Are you, are you plant-based? Are you vegan? Are you vegetarian? What, what's kind of, what goes on at the Thompson House? Mark, you got it? I guess he's not there. We can't hear him. So, so then I guess let me let me come come to you then because we were talking before the show started about hey, hey, uh, the guys, different. Can you... 
<laughs> we were talking we were talking a little bit before the show about you know different types of proteins right that we take you know especially if we're if we're training if we're lifting if we're exercising things of that nature and the difference between kind of the your ways and your plant-based and, and different caseins and things like that you're the one that's on the panel that's certified personal trainer so i'm coming to the expert in the room what what do you recommend to for yourself and and for your clients as well um, when it comes to a protein-based uh, supplement if you're starting out, you know, going into protein-based and you're, I mean, plant-based, let's say, and you're not used to it, I, I honestly, for, for a lot of people, my first recommendation is to get away from the milk. Um, go with the plant-based, oat, almond. Mm -hmm. My go-to is almond, but my daughter is like getting the oat. Um, cashew is a little uh, thick. Um, Eric does a chocolate milk cashew, and he's like, this is too thick for me. So he likes the almond. Um, that's the first step, I think, is, it, you know, if you're trying to get into the whole plant base, is to switch up your milk. And then um, the second thing would to be would be to get out of the casein. Um, casein, actually, you probably Google it. I forgot, I, I forgot what article. It was a long time ago, but casein has been found mm -hmm. to promote every level of cancer, um, every stage. Um, it's been able to promote, wow. like, you know, enhance that, the mutation. So um, any kind of casein, milk, I steer away from. Uh, it's just the inflammation. Um, I took my daughters off of milk when they were young. They don't get sick. Yeah. Um, that's a big deal. The uh, In regards to, like, um, the protein, it's very important for us, especially us older folk over the 40s. We're fighting something called sarcopenia, which is the disease of aging. So what's happening right now is you're losing a percentage of overall muscle mass. So by the time you're like 80, I don't know if you've ever felt an older person, they're just like skin and bone and they're really soft because there's no muscle. Um, they found also that if you use a combination of HMB mixed with leotine, I believe, and vitamin D, um, you can mix that with a plant-based protein. Um, I think you can use any plant-based protein as long as you look for the fillers, yeah. um, like the chemical fillers. Uh, oh God, I can't think of one right now, but there's one that I really, as soon as I see it, I, like a maltodextrin, yeah. I we steer clear of those. Just uh, you want to have like the meat and potatoes, <laughs> not meat. Sorry, it's bad. Not meat. But that's one of my things that I say is just you want to have like the real yeah. nutritional um, core. Yeah, you don't want to have empty calories in any way. It's just a waste of energy. So uh, that's that's pretty much my my take on that. And just um, get your get your nutrients from food. Eric and I are both very busy. We we actually have like he has work and we have businesses we're running from home. So I understand like people are even got your kids. It's hard to like always cook clean food all the time or always prep it or whatever. It's, because you can't prep it. It's nasty when you eat it later. Honestly, I I can't eat prepped um, fresh food. Yeah, it doesn't taste as good. It has to be like fresh. And um, so one of the things we do, we have a green drink and it has like your spirulina, your all that green stuff, all that good green stuff. And we get our nutrients from there also. So um, that I would, in regards to supplementation yeah. and we do a garlic clove in the morning, drink our water. So I love it. Trying to do that whole anti-inflammatory inflammatory kind of products in our bodies. Yeah. I, mean, I, I like the statement that you made about get your protein and nutrition from food, proper food, as opposed to a lot of pills, a lot, a lot yeah. of um, 
a lot of powder, whatever the case may be. And, and I think, Bill, you're 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 going down that route as well, right? In terms of just making sure that the, the quality of the food that you eat is, is top notch as opposed to. Yeah, we, anyone can go. I'm a name a name. We, anyone can go to a GNC or a vitamin shop or wherever the case may be and grab a whole pack of capsules to take. That's not really the route to go as well. Right. We, we want to fuel our bodies the right way. You agree? Yeah, yeah, totally. And this is where I get a little skittish in that, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nutritionist. And, you know, when people like Dana talk, I I really listen. And I I think it's kind of the fun part of this is when when you get into it, and you listen to folks like Dana or Dr. Michael Greger, Hmm. uh, you learn a little bit more. And also, I think you're right, James. I remember watching a documentary on PBS. There was a Cal a professor of nutrition who said, basically, don't buy anything that's advertised. If you see an advertisement, don't buy it. And if you're in the supermarket, stay out of the middle. Go you want to go to the fruits yeah. and veggies, which are typically yeah. at the, yeah. exactly at the outside. So what, what I see and what I'm trying to learn is – uh, for example, vitamin D seems to be a challenge uh, for a lot of people and for plant-based uh, folks, it, that could be tough. Also, the B12 scenario. So I'm trying to, le- you know, trying to learn and follow uh, the uh, thought leaders on this. And, uh, you know, like for Dr. Michael Greger has been tweeting about, uh, for example, the link between a stroke and a B12 deficiency in vegans. And what does that mean? Oh, wow. And you know how it goes. Okay. You know, one day you have a, a, a study that says coffee is good, another day it says not, not good. But, uh, but I think here, I, I think once you're into it and you're kind of trying to follow those trends, that, that's a very good thing because I, I think you're kind of onto like next level thinking. And yeah. to your point, James, as well, like I've got, you know, like ginger or cayenne pepper that I will, or chia seeds. And I'm mm. trying to use them in the great smoothies my wife makes, uh, you know, the cayenne pepper on the potatoes. You know what I'm saying? So you're right, not to get the, the nutrition in supplements, but get them from the proper foods and then maybe enhance them a little bit. But I, but I also, you know, I am quick to, again, it's like, you know, you talk about COVID or any, like, I'm not an infectious disease doctor. I'm not an epidemiologist. Uh, and also, I said to James when we talked about when he graciously invited me to this panel, I said, I feel like, uh, you know, the Goodfellas movie, when they invite Paulie to go in partners on the restaurant to financially back it. He's like, what do I know about a restaurant? I sit down, I eat spaghetti and meatballs. That's all I know about a restaurant. What do I know about running a restaurant? So I kind of feel the same way here. Although the meatballs are vegan, the marinara is uh, is uh, low sodium, and the pasta may even be uh, shredded zucchini. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. That's a good point. And yeah, don't talk about my coffee because yeah, you know it's it's five thirty and I'm still drinking. That's that's my vice. Uh, you know, Eric, Eric had his ice cream, but he did turn me on to the non dairy. So I, I've been I've been hitting my grocery store up for that as well. Let, let me ask about this because you touched on something, Bill, and, and maybe Cliff, you can start going to the grocery store, right? And actually finding these foods, right? I mean, disseminate or 
squelch that the myth that it, it's hard or or you know it's it's challenging to actually find the right foods to go out and eat you know i i go to Rayleigh's or i go to nugget or whole foods has a whole different type of mindset right it, it's geared for folks who are are forward thinking and kind of conscious on that but you know your safeways of the world your Winco's, whatever the case may be talk to us about a day in the life of you going to the grocery store and finding some food I, even though i know you live on a farm so you, you grow probably 70 percent of uh, of what you ingest yeah definitely the vegetables no that's a great question i'm, I'm it's serendipity because i i'm amazed you asked that because i literally in hearing bill talk i was just thinking about the myth and this is a question i'm often asked as a matter of fact I was installing a new water pump for the property yesterday and the handyman that came over, he's a big guy, uh, Emmanuel, and he's Hispanic. And we went to the store and we were talking about veganism and he said, it's expensive, no, you know, yeah. and uh, that's, that's a big question I always get. And I think that that myth comes from most people that are making the switch from you know, their standard diet and the way that they've been eating to a vegan diet or a plant-based diet anyway, is they still buy the steaks and the chicken and, you know, the, I call them dead animals, um, while they're trying the new stuff, right? Um, and that replaces it. So, you know, the bokas and the corn chicken and, you know, now the impossible burgers and all that. But when you look at a steak that costs, you know, let's say twelve ninety nine, and then you look at a box of four Boca patties, it really is less expensive, provided that you can make the switch in full. So most people have that transition period, and that's where the myth of it being expensive comes from. Also, um, in terms of finding the food in a grocery store, I mean, I still go to Safeway, I still go to Raley's, Bel Air, Food Max, Save Mart, all of that. Uh, Bill made another good point that you shop on the outside and most of what we eat, usually there's a centerpiece to our meal, right? For dinner, there's usually potatoes or steak, some peas, broccoli, right? I would say 80% of our normal meals are already plant-based. We just have that one meat centerpiece. Mm -hmm. So if you can find that replacement, which is, Interesting. Think, I'm going to tell you. 23 years ago when I went vegan compared to now, <laughs> I have to tell you, man, D James, you remember even 10 years ago when we went to that restaurant, there was a lot more involved with me talking to that waitress. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a handful of drinks just wait, waiting on you to get your order right. But, you know, again, you know, I was intrigued. But, you know. Yeah, yeah. I remember that day, too, because we got that sampler, which is also the alcohol mm. that we got was vegan, but we got that sampler of all sorts of stuff. I, I, I loved it. Uh, but yeah, I, so so if you can go with that mindset, wow, I'm already 70% plant-based, to be honest with you, right? Most people are because most people, especially as we get older, what do we preach to our kids? Eat a balanced meal, eat your veggies, you know, do this. I mean, especially certain cultures, right? Asian cultures, we already eat a lot of rice and soy and kimchi and you know, plants and, and all that. And then if you look at Hispanic culture, rice and beans, and you know what I mean? So there's a lot that we already eat. Um, if you go to certain sections, like in Bel Air, for example, there's an entire section in the refrigerated part by the vegetables. And I know this by heart. You go there and you find your soy hot dogs and your tofu hot dogs and your 
yeah. and your tofu and, and your now they have the sandwich meats that look like sandwich meats yeah and, and change the mindset people say to me oh you eat that fake meat i said nah you eat that fake meat those are really animals that have been murdered that's what i tell them i said i don't eat the fake i meat. like i like that no i like that my my meat is really designed to to nourish my body you are eating that fake stuff you are eating yeah. the murdered dismembered body parts of an animal that used to love and cherish and miss and all that stuff right so um and, and if you're having trouble in the grocery store finding these items, uh, ask your friendly grocery. <laughs> I love it. Because, you know, once you, when you put it into perspective like that, and I think everyone here has done that or is doing that. But when a large majority, I think, of society would not want to go and prepare their food. Uh, if, if they had to go grab that cow, if they had to go pluck that chicken, if they had to go do that work, mm-hmm. that would be a completely game changer from a, from a month. What was the name of the show on, uh, on, on, uh, Netflix? Wasn't that, that was the one that changed yeah. my whole mentality um, as well. Exactly. It I started with you too. cliff, but when I saw game, changer. game changers on yeah. Netflix, that actually changed my entire mindset in terms of seeing animals being, housed in whatever pens that they were inhumane housing uh, i mean and then just just shot and murdered like that i mean and again that that changed my complete mindset i want to ask a question because you touched on uh, go, go ahead cliff because i, I want to go back to something that we can still talk about it. You, you mentioned you raised a good point and, and i want to speak to this and give it to the audience i mean to, to my co-panelists um you said that if we had to prepare our own meat yeah muscle and epinephrine of animal tissue um, and if all of us were neighbors, and let's say we all lived in a neighborhood, and I had brought this up before, and I just showed up at my house, and all of a sudden you started hearing, because if you've ever heard a pig get slaughtered, it's mm. no joke. It sounds like, they sound like a human being. Um, oh, I, would have the cops, I would have the cops called on me. If I just decided to hang chickens or, or pigs upside down, slit their throats, let them bleed out, right? I would terrify my children, first of all. I would terrify anybody coming. And and with that said, I want to point out that in the United States, there are over there are probably ten thousand federally sanctioned slaughterhouses mm. in the United States, meaning that the, the federal government comes in to inspect them. That means, let's just say, for argument's sake, there are five thousand people working at each of these slaughterhouses, right? Okay. So that's 50,000 people that have been federally sanctioned where it's okay, legally okay to kill animals. Those are the people that have been given the job to kill yeah. animals. And we've seen with COVID what's happened to a lot of those folks. We've seen psychologically and emotionally what happens when they are, their job is to kill every yeah. day. And, and I suppose and I propose that it is, it is at the root of a lot of how we treat each other with the mass shootings. And I know that's a huge argument, right? It could be even considered conspiracy. But if we can't at a basic level realize how indiscriminately we kill the most innocent representatives of nature, how do we dare expect us to treat each other equally? Wow, that's a powerful point. 
that's a powerful point and, and, and a relevant point, right? Again, it hopefully makes everyone everyone think about the humanity of it, right? Again, and, and your definition of you know, plant-based versus vegan because it's a whole conscious mindset in terms of that. Um, we, we had a question that came in and I, I think someone, someone talked about the, the impossible versus whatever the other burger is. Beyond, beyond, beyond. The Beyond Burger. I've, I've had them both. And I won't say there is one that I don't like as much. I, I, I forgot which one it was, but your, your thoughts on that, right? Again, I, I, these large scale organizations and corporations, one, they're losing revenue because folks are now becoming more conscious uh, about what they put in their body. But th this whole shift, I guess, towards a different type of a, a product on, on, on the on the shelves. Look, when I went to high school, soy burgers were the thing, and I was—I love my soy burgers. I—it it is what it is, right? But haven't had one in a while. But uh, Eric, let's, let me let me ask you: Have you tried the Impossible or or the Beyond? We tried them both, um, uh, and I think it was the Beyond meat that uh, it, it didn't taste so bad until you smelled it, and then you know how your smell and your taste yeah. kind of go along. It tasted yeah. like the smell of dog food. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. So we were cooking. And I was like, "Oh my god!" This was like, "Oh my god!" Is that dog food? <laughs> I swear, we were blown away when we first had it because there, you know, there, there was like seasoning and stuff. I was like, "Oh man, this is, oh, here's here's my, here's my vegan choice. Here's my my all you know my meatless choice." And yeah. then um, you know, I was like, "Oh wow, this is starting to taste." I like need to put food. some season all on it. That's it. Season all with paprika, <laughs> yeah. but that's all you need. Yeah. You know? So you know, so we just do that to dog food now. No, I'm <laughs> no but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was bad. The Impossible Burger. Now, it wasn't so bad, but the Impossible Burger, um, not not too bad. And I think they have them, you can get them like in all kinds of different, like uh, we saw a bunch of stuff in the stores. Um, I don't, I think we, we leave, there's some things that uh, that Dana will get at the store uh, that's meatless, more more of the veg, veg, veggie, like the, the veggie burger I had today and, and stuff. Um, we don't really buy the impossible burger for home it's like if we eat out we'll say oh this place has an impossible burger so we'll, we'll grab it um and try to be conscious of you know the other stuff that they have in it like the breads and and things yeah. like that so um yeah yeah dog food sorry go ahead <laughs> <laughs> no so i didn't know you, you could actually i thought it was branded i didn't think you could buy it at the, as a grocery store the impossible no, uh, i thought, I thought no, it was beyond, just a burger king beyond you can buy but the impossible burger at the at the fast food marts the fast food, okay uh, the fast food stores and so like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm but dropping we, names. Burger King. I'm, you know, I'm dropping it. If they sue somebody, they'll sue me. They're all starting to do it. They're all starting to get, get that impossible burrito, the impossible burger, yeah. the impossible hot dog. Um, we actually go to the Habit, and the Habit has it, it's a veggie burger. It's a veggie patty. Um, yeah. I like the veggie patty a lot. The veggie patty is my go-to, you know, all the time. And then you know, I, I eat enough of that that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied. Um, but Dana's always wondered, cause you know, I'm like 200 pounds. She's like, she goes, I, I don't think you ate enough. I'm like, I don't sit down and have huge meals. This little <laughs> woman, she is, you'll sit down. I'm like, Oh my, how are you putting that away? Where's it going? But, uh, yeah, we, it's, uh, yeah, the impossible burgers are up. All right. Stuff. No, don't, don't get in trouble here, brother. Look, I'm <laughs> not, don't, you know, <laughs> no, she I'm watching. Good. I'm watching. Yeah. I'm still looking down. Sorry. You know, I've seen <laughs> videos of, of, of Dana, you know, lifting and doing squats. You know, she, she could take it. Don't watch it now. We, I, I, I can't help you. I'm 600 miles away right now. Um, let me, let me ask this because again another another great question from a, another another member of the Burks family thank, thank you very much Sonny uh, GMOs who, who can or want, want to answer that would that be you 
you, Dana, or, or, or you, Bill, kind of to talk along that, that, uh, that line take? I'm going to dish this to, uh, to Dana. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure on the GMO deal. I think the GMOs is the genetically modified. Yeah. Um, pretty much, it just. I'm not a. I'm not like an expert. You're constantly learning, so I want to just put that out there. Um, I do have my cert in nutrition and and physical education, like physical training, personal training, but I'm not like a doctor. But I will say this, and I'm I'm big on like energy, Eric talks. Eric just talked about that um, energy in your food and anything modified, yeah. you know, like that's chemicals and you're, it's not natural. Anything that doesn't, any, even like our products that we use in the house, like if it's not natural, we get like rashes or something. I think it's because we're older now. I don't know what it is, but we use a lot of natural everything as much as we can take, you know, yeah. stay away even from anything water. genetically even modified. We, we don't do fluoridated water. Um, you know, now water. San Diego was the last to hold out, and now they're putting fluoridated water in their water. We, we don't do the tap water. We we look for water, like alkaline. We okay. Uh, yeah. So anything okay. GMO, every we try to stay all natural, and that's the chemical stuff. You can uh, you can try to do like vegan. You know, get as much as you. Sorry, the you know not do genetically modified foods. They're just bigger. They they might be bigger. Let's say you um, get organic blueberries, for instance, and they're smaller. Or, um, and they'll actually, if you taste it, the bigger ones taste more like water. They don't have that flavor. And then you get organic blueberries and they have a, a powerful flavor of blueberries. You can taste the difference in between an organic banana and a, and a regular banana. Yeah. Bill. And that's where I was going to go. Just, just, oh, sorry, James. Uh, just on like taste and the, you know, it's amazing the flavor that say cauliflower has or a potato and, and Dana for you and Evie to, to have the palate and, and Cliff you as well to have the palate to discern between a, a, some type of modified banana versus a normal banana. Like I think sometimes it's hard to articulate like we started to talk early about just the energy and how much better you feel eschewing I had to drop in a vocabulary word for James. Uh, there shooing, it is. There it is. A shoeing dairy, you know, just simply that, uh, and recognizing the uh, the taste of, you know, some Chipotle vegan A's versus, you know, mayonnaise or some other uh, condiment that may not be good for you, and 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 sometimes it's just hard to articulate that and explain that to family and friends and then also the you know there are just times and i think cliff i think you said it earlier that you just have to think about okay this decision that i'm making is this really or james maybe you said this as well or alluded to it that you've got to think about okay is this good for me in the short term and the long or the long term so sometimes at that point of contact you know we really have to think about what the best now I, i'm lucky to have a, my wife and daughters as you guys have supportive families because i think that's really important to have supportive mm -hmm. families and friends because it can be i'm sure kind of lonely if you're you know like cliff like you were doing this 20 years ago like that's you know i really commend you for that being that far out in front and being that smart courageous uh decisive 
and also having the intestinal fortitude to do, to do it because I'm sure it wasn't it wasn't easy then and the choices now are are abundant uh, compared to then so uh, I'm just really happy to be here and to share it and if uh, if it helps one person man, it's certainly worth it and I'm, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that it will but but I think sometimes you know the, the noise out there that's too costly well what are you spending on meat and seafood or, or that it's it's the, yeah. it's, it's a banal plate. No, the flavors are uh, plentiful uh, in their cool. in their can organic I, existence. You know. So can anyway, can I interject there? You said the flavors, and you're talking about the flavors. I have to remind everyone, and, and this this kind of comes to people as an epiphany. What do people do when they normally create? Meat? And James, you even said it earlier. Um, when they're preparing meat. Some sort of meat, whether it's the ribs or the you know the, the pig feet or the you know the steak, they prepare them in such a way where they taste like spices and plants and herbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Think I mean, it. I I don't know. I've, I and wow. forgive me. I have yet to met meet one person in my fifty three <laughs> years of life, Till's point, where they've just taken the meat, slapped it in the oven. And just take it out and eat it. Mm -hmm. We all, as human beings, prepare dead animal flesh to <laughs> taste like plants. Honestly, what throwing ketchup, a one sauce, yeah. uh, no, whatever know, rub, salt, salt, pepper, basil, things of that nature. Right, throwing that on. Yeah, all of it is done to help prepare the dead flesh in in a way that tastes more like plants. And, and I so, just said, you can put that on dog food and it'll taste better, right? Yeah. And, and, and you know, even the other question, well, I, I noticed that when he asked that question, he said something like, well, it still looks and tastes like dog food, right? Well, I would ask the audience, too, to really bridge the gap between ourselves and cognitive dissonance, right? We've developed this cognitive dissonance over the years where we ignore really what's going on with these animals. And I've seen the most macho of men, really, when I go to them and I say, hey, try this vegan item. And they look at it and they smell it first. And they're like, what is this? I'm like, dude, it's a plant, bro. You know what I mean? Like, Come on, man. Uh, you know what I mean? So so I would ask, you know, that, that mind shift change, you know, okay, it, it might look like dog meat to you. But the alternative is you're eating chopped up muscles of a cow with that the FDA allows poop to be. There's a certain percentage of poop that's allowed to be in the cow meat. What is the exchange? What you know to be plants and tofu and spices natural look like a like a patty. Yeah. And you say it looks like dog food or do you want to continue to eat the chopped up muscle of murdered animals mm. mixed with poop? Right. And even See, with when eggs, you, hey, there, oh, one more, one more, guys. Eggs. This yeah. is what how I convinced my son to go vegan at 14. I mean, I had been talking to him and talking to him. And at 14 years of age, he finally made the change. I told him, I said, son, would you be okay if I took this egg, went to the bathroom, put it in the toilet, went number two, took it out of the toilet, washed it off the best that I can, and just gave it to you. Would you allow me to fix it for you? He's like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> I'm like, "Why not?" He said, "Because man, you just—I don't care how you would clean it. You just pooped on it. 
Yeah. Why is that any different? I'm your father and I created you and you have 23 of my chromosomes inside you. Why is that any different than the, what, what the chicken does? Because there's no difference in where the egg comes out from the chicken. They poop and they give birth out of the same mm. canal. Mm. They literally poop out of the same canal that the egg comes out of. And on top of that, it really is their period. It's eggs or chicken period, really. <laughs> To be honest with you, keeping it real. Well, you know, my, my pastor always said, make it plain. And it plain. I, I don't I don't know if we can get much plainer than that, ladies that's and gentlemen. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a dicey that's a dicey topic to to, yeah. to go down. But one thing that I want to do is I want to keep it real because I care about people's health. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And and we are eating, you know, the unborn babies of chickens when we mm -hmm. we're eating the milk and secretion of of uh of cows for their babies when we consume milk or any dairy product and we're eating chopped up muscles of animals when we consume meat so i i just wanted to really you know we got to start telling the truth with each yeah. other and and that's again why, why i wanted you guys on this on this panel to have these hard and awkward conversations right um let me, let me let's let's kind of wrap up with, with this because you guys even talked about it shouldn't be difficult to go out and and find these the right things at the grocery store. It shouldn't be difficult to go to a restaurant and find something that that's that's uh, appropriate for you. Maybe we have reached one, right? Maybe, maybe we have got to someone to say, you know, okay, now I hear it. It's hard though, right? But, but it, you know, it shouldn't be hard, but it's hard. How, give kind of some guidelines, just one or two steps that you could say for. Someone tomorrow who's got to go make that grocery run, just just a mindset or some guidelines for for starting to make that shift. I mean, I I would liken it to quitting smoking, right? It's it's going to be real tough to go cold turkey. You know, again, I hate to use that term, but again, <laughs> man, all the, the the synonyms are just 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 flying <laughs> off the off the hook today. But you know, for someone to to start up so abruptly, but Daniel, let's let's start with you. Uh, a guideline for someone who again is stuck on on their ways that they've been through for the last 20 30 40 years of life and now are hearing it and say you know what i'm gonna try to clean it up a little bit um what, what would you recommend to, that they do um i guess i could start with how we did it with eric so when we first started dating he was like oh i'm gonna make you a smoothie i'm like oh okay thanks and then i was watching him make this movie like, yo play yogurt in there i'm like yeah and all the milk in there well there was um yogurt you put, put um, yeah. yogurt. Yeah. It was, so i don't do yogurt and then so um i would just educated him a little bit on mm. the milk and then he started doing almond milk. Like I said, I really think we have to just take one step, just start with one thing. And I think a staple in everyone's diet is milk. You put milk in your coffee, you put milk in your cereal, you drink milk with cookies. I really think changing that one and then just slowly replacing an item that, is, that isn't vegetarian with something that is plant-based. That's a good point. That's good. I like that. I like that. Uh, Eric Burks, let's go. Let's go to you. Since you swear that you never put milk in your smoothie, I, I know you're again ten feet away. Hopefully, she don't throw a shoe at you. No, no, no. Uh, I, yeah, go, go ahead. Juice. I put juice and I put. I put oh, what kind of juice? Yeah. What kind of juice? Okay, what kind of juice? Juicy water. Yeah, and then I put like a uh, yogurt in there, and I thought I was eating good. I thought I was being healthy, but anyway, that was a long time ago. 
Um, to me, I feel like it's a paradigm shift because, like, I think Cliff talked said something about, um, you know, when he, there was a big guy and he's like, oh, he goes, man, it's, it's plant. I think it's a it's a mindset that society puts like, oh, eating plants is, oh, it's, what is that? It's, it's not the right, it's not the thing to do, you know? And I think mm-hmm. if more people would maybe, you know, say, hey, you know what, it's not that bad. It's, it's great. It's, you know, and, and, and I think as, as time goes by and you're, and we're seeing it now because you got, I mean, they're, they got stocks and beyond meat, their stocks and impossible burgers. Everybody's going vegan. They're, it's changing. It's going to take a paradigm shift for people to think, Oh, it's the thing to do. I mean, remember being overweight was the thing, was the thing to be right. Uh, uh, women. <laughs> and then now you, you, they want thin women. And now I, I know I'm going, I'm going back, but it's there. It, it, it becomes this trend. I think, you know, everybody's like, mm-hmm. um, as they go into this trend of now, oh, everyone's eating, you know, vegan. You know, it, it may be a trend, but I think they're shifting that way and trying to okay. eat healthier and live longer, you know, and, and feel better. Because um, I didn't hear all that stuff when I was growing up. All I heard was, you know, they got the all the commercials to eat egg, you know, drink milk. All you can eat. All you can eat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, <laughs> you know, uh, was my cereal was like uh, Captain Crunch at the time. You know, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'm I'm we're eating good. Um, I think it's shifting um, and I think it's going that way. And I think groups like what, what Cliff is doing and having and, and they're going out and spreading messages that saying that, you know what, there's an alternative. There's an alternative. You don't have to live on um, uh, really quick. Uh, my, you know, my brother's going through some stuff. You know, we, we had a show on on that and I it, saw opens, them. it opens your eyes. That's my baby brother. I'm like yeah. thinking, Jesus, man, I'm the I'm, I'm the oldest of them. Right. I'm the oldest. I need to make a change because I, I'm their example of how to eat, live, you know, uh, be better. And I, I know we're grown men now, but had I'm teaching my kids early, early yeah. so that they can keep teaching their kids. And, and, and you know, we, we just live differently, you know, eating differently, financially differently, uh, you yeah. know, things like that. I think I love these conversations because that's what we need to have. We need to educate our young. We need to educate our families. And guess what? That's going to just exponentially grow in yep. my mind okay next i'm no. sorry no it's all good man i appreciate that and that, that makes sense and you you, you touched on something and i thought about it um the societal shift because again 20 not maybe not even that long ago there was always those commercials milk it does a body good yeah you're not going to see that anymore right you know <laughs> folks are, are are really becoming more aware that yeah maybe you need to go with that soy or that almond or that uh, I'm, I'm an almond milk guy. I, I order pallets of it from Amazon that show up every every five weeks. It's, it's insane. I just got mine today. So I'm, I'm a happy guy. Um, but but that, that's a good point. And again, that's that's what we're doing. Having these awkward conversations that we need to have with James. Yeah. I have a question. Sorry, I was just wondering, because this is a trend thingy. Um, are we all from California on this panel? We are all in California, but I, you know, we, we got a lot of East Coast blood here too now, you know, we got some Jersey boys in the house. I'm just saying, because I think honestly, in regards to the trend, California and like the beach cities, uh, California in general, we're more into like um, healthy, like if you eat, if you, oh, this is like Southern food, you know, that it's, it's a culture thing too, I think. and and your communities yeah. you are like your environment so i just wanted yeah. to put that up. yeah you know the, up, up till what about a month ago there weren't any cracker barrels out here but now we got a cracker barrel and you know and that, and that uh, good old comfort food is 
We'll, we'll get them. That's that's all right. We'll we'll stay on the right track. We'll try to we'll go, we'll get out there and convert as many people as we possibly can. Uh, Mr. Horrenda, give give us some of your 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 thoughts uh, on you know that one or two thing that that you would tell someone who is is considering making an, a a a change in in, in mindset. I would say eat what you like, but just replace it, replace it with non-dairy products. So the mozzarella cheese, the Daya mozzarella cheese is tremendous. The marinara sauce at Sprouts uh, or, yeah. or at, you know, look at the label or at Whole Foods, get the low sodium yeah. variety. I would say I definitely, you know, whether it's almond milk, as you guys have mentioned, coconut milk, whatever you like, oat milk. I would say eat what you like, but supplant the dairy part with non-dairy. Just keeping it its simple would be my advice. And I think that, uh, two quick things, you know, we have to see yet observe, right? It's like uh, Watson has climbed innumerable times to 221 B Baker Street, but he's asked by Holmes, how many steps is it? Is it? He doesn't know, but Holmes tells him it's 17 because I have seen and observed. You have only seen. So in other words, take that action, you know, be bold. And, you know, finally, I just want to thank you guys. Uh, I'm very thankful for my wife and daughters who luckily, you know, being in LA, wife and daughter, like you said, environment, culture, I'm very thankful. And as Cicero once said, the thankful heart is not only the greatest virtue, but it is the parent of all the other virtues. So how fortunate are we to have this time together, to be able to have this conversation and to be able to be cognizant and make these decisions. So I would encourage, you know, obviously the panel is going to keep going. Anyone that is thinking about it, I would encourage them to to go in and and, and to go deep on it. Yeah. I told you guys, you won't have to bring in a, a thesaurus and an encyclopedia when you got Bill Lorenda in the room. I, you know, I, I, I try to raise my game to as high as I can. Appreciate you on that, sir. Uh, Mr. Roberts, uh, let's let's close with you, I guess, from from your perspective, because you you've got you've you've got a wide breadth, I think, of involvement, right, in the activism of. Yeah. Of, uh, of 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 proper nutrition and you know the difference between again the plant based versus veganism. So, your your thoughts on how to assist someone? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, the first thing I would remind everyone is most vegans are not like my daughter or my two youngest children, um, Emery and Liam, who are now two and three. You know, I basically started over, right? They have, and I'm, I'm privileged and honored to be able to say that they will never in their life experience what it is to, to eat another soul. That is beautiful mm. to me. So I want you guys to consider that. I want your audience to consider that. That I didn't got, start on this journey. Eric can tell you, my mother is Asian too. She's Korean. And Koreans throw down with some meat. Pulgogi is one of my, you know, up until I was age 30, Pulgogi, which is a very famous Korean barbecue dish, was one of my favorite dishes. You, you add in my dad's side, which is, you know, he's from New Bern, North Carolina. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Uh, ham hock, chitlins, pig feet, uh, you know, ribs, um, all that. And, and so there was a period in my life where I had to make a tough decision as well. But I, I think of the framework of health, H-E-L-P right if you focus on health 
if you focus on the environment, you focus on lifestyle and then personal choices, which includes ethics, right? Um, I think if you remember that we are creatures of habit, we're creatures of culture and tradition, and most importantly, selfishness. So, mm. you know, when you said, James, it is difficult when we go into the grocery store. Do you know what I think it is, honestly? It's not that it's difficult. Because, James, you're, you are one of the, you are a world-renowned technologist. And you, you are a solutions architect. And there's many like you that work at the company that you work at. And you come up with the most innovative solutions the world has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Likewise, Eric works in a similar industry. Um, Bill works in an industry where he gets to create and interpret characters that never have been imagined. And myself working for Intel, right? So I think it's not that we think that it's difficult. It's really getting over our culture, tradition, habit, and selfishness. Because we we all... We, we, we don't face, and I'm being honest, we don't face it. And I went through that myself at 30. So that's what I would say. And, and I would reinforce Bill's point, replace what it is that you're doing. I love Dana's point about start with milk, maybe, because milk is huge. Yeah. So um, yeah, let, let's just be honest with ourselves. Uh, let's be honest with our kids. Don't, I, I, uh, here, here's another one. When my daughter and I used to go in the grocery store, I wouldn't lie to her about what it was. Rather than me use the label of steak, which is a a, a term, I would tell her, baby, that's dead cow. Hmm. And so when she started to grow up at eight years old, she'd like, when someone would say, hey, baby, baby girl, you want some of this? She'd like, is there cow in it? at eight you know what i mean so so let's be honest with our kids let's be honest with the people around us and it will really help uh shorten the distance of that cognitive dissonance that we all go through when it comes to our diet i appreciate that i appreciate that and i appreciate each of you uh for your time for your tutelage for your information and sharing your story right it is not taken for granted at all um this is an ongoing journey, right? As, lo- as long as we have another day to go out there and make something happen, let's, uh, let's try to be better. Let's try to encourage and support that sphere of influence that we have around us. And if we can help someone to uh, improve themselves while, improve, while we improve ourselves, let's do that. Um, I will definitely put in the show notes kind of some links to some, some key information and to some uh, resources that you guys will share and have shared with me. So again, we can, we can, I'm going to steal a, a term from a good friend of ours, uh, Mr. Kevin Bracey. We're going to try to teach one and reach one. And on that note, you guys, hopefully he doesn't sue me for, for using his slogan, but, uh, you changed it a little bit. So it was all good. I did. Right. So I, I changed it. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I, I, don't, I don't get caught up in, in, in some litigation. You guys, thank you very much. Appreciate you. Be good to yourselves. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Thank you, Dave.